Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 26 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Doug. Hello. Uh, and we decided we would talk a little bit about Edinburgh this week. Well, a lot about Edinburgh, actually, because we're going to focus on Edinburgh uh, this week completely because we, we realised we've done quite a few podcasts about Scotland. We've done Far North Scotland with Sally Ann uh, from North Coast Explorer Tours, and we've talked about the North Coast 500, and we've talked about our road trip around Scotland. Um, but we ha- what we haven't done is actually specifically focus on Edinburgh, so that's what we thought we'd do this week. Basically, we have got a very useful article on the website, uh, which is 20 tips for first-time visitors to Edinburgh. So we're going to use that as the basis um, for this episode. Um, so you can, I will go through it, obviously add in some extras based on our trip again this year. So um, a little bit of background about our kind of relationship, I suppose, with Edinburgh is um, I've been visiting since I was a child because um, my mom has a very good friend who lives in Edinburgh. Um, so I used to drive up quite a lot from Northumberland. I used to just about make it before I was sick because <laughs> I used to get a car sick because um, it's not a very long drive. And um, Doug, you've got you've been in Edinburgh quite a few times oh, as well. Yeah, many times. I used to go um, many times from when I was uh, a young lad and then working for the railway as well. I visited so many times over the years and I actually worked in Edinburgh for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, we, we both do it very well. Yeah, so we thought we'd, we would actually specifically, as I say, talk about Edinburgh today and some practical tips really for first-time visitors to Edinburgh. I will just start off actually by saying just a bit of pet peeve for Doug and I's actually, is that it's pronounced Edinburgh, which I guess, you know, obviously, you know, learn how to pronounce different different names, fair enough. But uh, just to say that it's it's got an H at the end, so it's Edinburgh. It's not Edinburgh, so because um, we quite often see it without the H at the end. So I know that's a bit nitpicky, but. <laughs> many, many, many times. Yeah, we just just thought we'd mention it. It's a good one to to put in there. So practical things, things to know before you visit. So the first thing I would actually start off with was saying is basically you need to be booking in advance. So once you've decided when you're going to go to Edinburgh, we will talk about that in a minute. Is really you need to be booking things in advance. So you need to book in your accommodation and tickets and tours and um, things ahead of time because um, Edinburgh can be particularly busy at certain times of the year. That's right, and it's busy all year round oh, yes. to a certain degree yeah, because it's not just visitors from overseas. Is a lot of um, uh, people throughout the UK visit. Yeah, it is a very popular city, um, a very popular city with uh, Brits and uh, you know to go over there for uh, to go over there to go visit uh, Edinburgh for a day, you know, weekend away, a sort of thing. So um, that is a popular place for uh, Brits to go. And not to mention sporting events as well, people visit. Yeah, that's true. Lots of sporting events. And obviously, yeah, there's been some recent, there's been some quite big names doing some uh, concerts. I know Bruce Springsteen was there recently in May, I think it was. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's a, a popular city for really everybody to go and visit. It's it's the capital city of Scotland. And it's a very beautiful um, and ancient city with lots of lots of history. So you really have to think ahead yeah, to book things if you're planning to go to Edinburgh. Um so I'd say as well, if you're one thing that we do recommend, and I've talked about this on quite a few other podcasts, and that's I guess point number two 
is to kind of, you know, look at actually experiencing Scottish hospitality. Um, so we, we, I always advocate really if you go to these outside of London to look at going to B&Bs really if you can or guest houses because you get a far more genuine kind of experience. Um, and we always say at the same guest house in Edinburgh, Elder York guest house, because we know Murray who, who runs it. Um, you know, he's Scottish, born and bred from Edinburgh. So he knows lots and lots of information. He does, and it does the most fantastic Scottish breakfast as well. <laughs> he does, that's absolutely true. So we found that really good location and really good value for money. It doesn't have parking, but, um, you know, if you're arriving by train, which is generally what we do, that's that's what we find. And it's also uh, right next to the uh, Edinburgh bus station. As yes, well, yes. has the level of vision. It's incredibly helpful. It is. Well, if you're planning to do public transport around Scotland, that's a it's a good place to be, whether you're going by train or, or by bus, really. Um, so we found that excellent. So the third thing I'm going to mention is something that um, really you have to consider when you're visiting Scotland any time, any time of year, really, is to pack for the climate. So the weather in Edinburgh as a sort of can be variable. I remember in May last year when we visited uh, <laughs> that we arrived on the Sunday and it was absolutely gorgeous sunshine and actually got a suntan, yeah. uh, but got a sunburn, I should say, <laughs> um, a suntan from it, but sunburn. Whereas the next day, um, there's photos of me covered head to foot with um, my leggings on, a raincoat on, my woolly hat on, gloves on. It was so cold and it just poured down with rain. Yeah, it was wet. <laughs> absolutely so you need to really think about the climate when you're packing so layers is always the thing to do um and also obviously there's some fantastic shops so i tend to buy stuff whenever i go to edinburgh um so you can always buy things when you get there but really what you do need to consider as well is uh comfortable shoes most definitely the um there's so many uh cobbles particularly past the royal mile and off the royal mile there's uh, cobblestones and steps and you've got to be sure-footed Absolutely. Um, so one thing as well, uh, well, obviously, when you've got your packing is is think about um, how you're going to get from, you know, how you arrive in Edinburgh to your accommodation. So, you know, if you're you're going to be going up and down steps, maybe you need to think about a transfer. But we will talk about that in a bit. Um, so the thing to do as well is to consider, and I did mention earlier when I said about booking ahead, is to consider when you're booking, what time of year that you're planning to book, because... Um, like Doug said, Edinburgh is a popular city throughout the year, but at particular times of year, it is very busy and far more expensive to go. So you're probably wondering when those times are. <laughs> so um, August. August uh, is when the um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival is on. It's when the, the tattoo is on. So it's incredibly busy uh, in Edinburgh. So if you want to go then, you really need to book well ahead. And the second time if you had to visit would be to, to consider very carefully booking ahead is, is Hogmanay. Hogmanay, yeah. So that is uh, the new year in Scotland. So if you want to book that, make sure that you do that ahead of time because it does get very, very busy. Also, um, you need to think if you're, you know, again, the time of year. So if you're going in the in the winter months, you're going to get far less daylight. So that's also worth considering. Um, it will get darker earlier. It will get dark. It will be, you know, light later on the, in, the, in the morning. So you're going to have far less time, I guess, if you want to get out and about to, to explore. Um, a good months to go and time when we tend to visit are kind of May, June. We went, visit, we went May last year, June this year, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, also a good time to go is September and October. They're also pretty good months to go. Yeah. Even in December, you know, we've been very lucky in the past when it's been a bright, freezing cold, uh, clear day. We've had some beautiful times out. I was there once when it was uh, snowing heavily. 
well, which was beautiful, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be going again this December, so hopefully we'll we can see it. Maybe it'll be lovely if it was a little bit snow. Um, so also plan your itinerary in advance. So we have got um, itinerary suggestions on the website as well as you know, lots of guides about what sort of things to do in Edinburgh. Um, but really you need to consider what things that you want to do that may get booked up. So I know in our Facebook group the other day, somebody was saying about Edinburgh Castle that they had tried to get tickets or tour and, and they couldn't. It was fully booked. Um, another thing is to think about if you want to go to the Palace of Holyrood House, for example, um, that's closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, except during the peak months of July and August. So, um, you know, if that's something that you really want to visit and it is worth it, highly recommend it. Um, you need to consider, you know, if you're at going outside the time of July and August, that you need to consider, you know, what days you are going so that you can book ahead for those places. So next uh, tip that I would think of is basically to think about the free things that there are to do. Yeah, many, many free things. My favourite being something that I finally accomplished last year was that walk to the top of Arthur's Seat. Yeah, and actually we'll, I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but we, we can do, we'll go in a little bit more detail, but, but just so I can talk here about what Arthur's Seat is. And um, I know in a previous, previous podcast uh, with, with Wendy, who visited with her husband from Sydney, um, they they had watched Doug's video. He did a little video of his uh, walk up uh, Arthur Seat, and they decided to do it themselves. Yeah, Doug breathless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had toothache, so I could do it. That's my excuse. Um, but there are lots of um, free things to do. There's the um, you know Scottish National Gallery. There's the Royal Botanic Gardens. You can walk around the Grass Market, and obviously the Royal Mile Dean Village, which we visited this year. Got some beautiful photos of Dean Village. It is becoming more popular, so. Um, you know, it's a bit more touristy now. So, you know, go earlier and on in the day, really, if you want photos. St. Giles Cathedral, um, Writers Museum, you can get out in Leith. There's just a lot of free things that you can do um, when you're in Edinburgh. Um, so, obviously, we'll get asked about how to get around. Yeah. So, your options in Edinburgh are, uh, are wide and very, there's a lot of things around the Royal Mile and Princes Street. But it's also a very good uh, bus and tram network. The tram network has recently expanded. All the way to Leeds, so you can go to the Royal Yacht Britannia that way. Yeah, but the the bus um, system is also very very good, so you can get like the day tickets and rover tickets and the tram tickets, and yeah. so yeah, it's easy to get around. It is, and there, there is a hop on hop off bus as well if that's something that you're interested in. Um, it is a pretty walkable city. However, I'm going to kind of temper that with that my next point, which is how accessible Edinburgh is. Edinburgh basically is is a lot of steep hills. Uh, narrow cobbled streets and a lot of steps so it's not the easiest city to navigate really to get around no and is there, if any visitors have recently been to london they will know that the amount of walking you do should not be underestimated absolutely and especially in edinburgh because you seem to go up steps constantly yeah <laughs> it's just constantly up and down steps uh seriously i'll, I'll put some photos with a sh- show notes of this because i think um, unless you see the steps you kind of say yeah no actually it's a lot of steps and obviously, like uh, Edinburgh Castle's, are, are, you know, on the top of a vol- um, extinct volcano. Um, so you know, you're walking uphill to get get to, you know up the Royal Mile to to visit that. So you really have to think, you know, think about that. And we do have a link to um, a range of wheelchair accessible tours of Edinburgh as well on the website, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about Arthur's Seat because that that was your kind of last year. That was your your huge achievement. Well, the thing is, Arthur's Seat is towering over Edinburgh, towering over the castle. It's uh, part of an old volcano, and 
all these many times I've been to Edinburgh, I have never found it, whether it's for visiting for, uh, for enjoyment or for work. I just never got the opportunity to. So when we went on the train last year, it was a beautiful, hot, sunny day. And I said to you, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to walk up off the seat. And then it, it did. It yeah. did. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it um, took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was so rewarding when I got to the top there. And I've said this before in other casts. They, it was like the League of Nations. And there was people walking up and down from every country on this planet. And it was an absolute joy. And the views from the top were just breathtaking. I was going to say, actually, it's one of those places where you get fantastic views. I mean, you do get you get really good views when you, I mean, you go to the, the Edinburgh Castle as well. You get fantastic views. But I know the views are, from Arthur's seat are particularly yeah, spectacular. It's even higher. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm so glad we did it because, you, as you already said, that was the last sunny day we had yes. for a little while. Yes. After that, with a cloud cover. Yeah, you want to see anything? So yeah, I'm so glad I did it when I did. So I think that's a good tip. So if you if you actually want to walk, walk um, up off the seat and it's a nice day, then don't put it off. Just do it that just, day. Just uh, put some good shoes or boots on because it's pretty uneven in places. Quite steep. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of brings me to my eleventh uh, tip, which kind of rolls on from the from the when you climbed off the seat, which is number ten, is that you um, joined me at Macca's Math. Bash bar afterwards, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, <laughs> I got to you rather quickly because I was rather hungry by this time. Absolutely. So I guess <laughs> the number 11 is to sample some authentic Scottish food. So when you're there, you uh, really, I, you know, and we have had so many people off the podcast and in our Facebook group who have tried haggis because we've suggested, you know, said, come on, try it when you're there. And I've actually enjoyed it. The thing is, we, if you go to Macca's Bash Bar, they do kind of a small portion of haggis, neeps and tatties. So do you want to explain what that is to people, Doug? Uh, well, uh, uh, what leaps are, are turnip, the tatties are obviously potatoes. And as for the uh, the haggis, it, it, it depends whether they're in season or not at that big right. visiting. <laughs> okay, well, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to uh, to imagination. But yeah, what haggis is, is made up of. Um, it's very tasty. It's something that we really enjoy. And we always we always head to Macca's, I have to say. It's, it's off whenever we go to Edinburgh's office, first night's destination. Obviously, we also enjoy um, sampling some Scottish drinks from there as well. So, um, obviously, whiskey. Uh, Scotland's famous for whiskey. So, um, you know, that's something that I enjoy. Doug doesn't drink, but certainly I'll have a, a wee dram now and again. Um, obviously, there's um, now uh, there's a gin distillery in Edinburgh as well, so you can sample some gin. And uh, Doug's favourite, one of his favourite um, soft drinks, yeah, is Scottish. Oh, the Iron Brew. Iron Brew. So the very famous orange drink uh, you'll see it all over Scotland, um, and uh, very tasty. And uh, oh, again, I will put a picture of uh, Iron Brew, so you know what to look look for. And they do a, a sugar free uh, Iron Brew. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Very, very good. Um, and then the, the next thing I would say, well, if we're going to kind of stick to the food thing, so we've talked about you know try the authentic Scottish food. And definitely try a wee dram or two, or if you're not a drinker, then try some of the you know soft drinks like Iron Brew. Is to try traditional afternoon tea. So that's something we we enjoyed thoroughly last year when we went to the um, the Georgian Tea Rooms at uh, the Dome, uh, and that was our favourite. We did sample a few, and I've got a few more afternoon teas I'd like to try at Edinburgh, but that by far was our favourite, wasn't it last year? It was. It wasn't just the the food and drink in the place. The staff was so lovely. It, it was absolutely, yeah, it was fantastic. So, you know, do book yourself in a nice afternoon tea. Um, there are obviously lots of other restaurants would recommend uh, that you try and pubs. There's some really good ones in Edinburgh, but we'll put some more information in the show notes about those. So the next thing I want to talk about, I guess, is um, if you're going to do 
if you're going to visit Edinburgh, and we visited Edinburgh so many times, haven't we? But what we did last year, we didn't get a chance this year because unfortunately I, I got sick, but um, is we did some guided tours. Now, they were absolutely fantastic. And that is the way to, I always say this, this that is the way you're going to find out about the history. You're going to find out far more information doing a guided tour than wandering around somewhere on your, on your own, to be honest. So we did a very good guided tour of Edinburgh Castle, learned a huge amount of information uh, that we, neither of us knew. And then Doug and I split up, actually. I did a, um, a historic Edinburgh uh, tour on the, the Royal Mile, which was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I It was fantastic. I cannot tell you how interesting it was. We went down some of the small little alleys off the Royal Mile, which I have not explored before, and I learned a lot more about history of Edinburgh and what it was like in the Middle Ages. And, and yeah, so I'd highly recommend it. If you've got interest in history, do something like that. And you did the vaults, didn't you, Doug? I did a vaults tour, and the uh, the guide was sort of split between sort of a history lesson and a storyteller. And it was just a fantastic blend because there was all ages on the, on the tour and all levels of interest. And oh, it, was, it just ticked every single box for me, particularly if um, if you don't mind a bit of darkness and a bit of witchcraft. Oh, and well, of course, if you're interested in that sort of thing, there are lots of ghost tours as well that you can take in Edinburgh. Um, uh, and I have got uh, an article which sort of details all those different ghost tours that you can take. And I'll link to that again in the show notes. So one of the favourite things that we love doing in Edinburgh is just wandering around Edinburgh. And there's one, one favourite place that I like to go to is down to, to see Greyfriars Bobby. So Greyfriars Bobby, um, the story of Greyfriars Bobby is a, basically he was a dog that um, when his master passed away, he sat on the grave um, actually until he passed away. And he was very famous for the people of Edinburgh. So there's actually a small statue of Greyfriars Bobby and it's near the Greyfriars Kirkyard, which I also would recommend that you have a wander around. Uh, Harry Potter fans in particular will enjoy that. Um, and there's a little statue. So one of the one of the things that is requested by people from Edinburgh is to knock Greyfriars Bobby's note. So there was a bit of a thing about it would bring you good luck. Well, it's not true. It's just one of those, uh, you know, myths. myths. Yeah. And actually, it's damaged. His nose. So now his nose is very shiny, and the actual. So it's it, yeah, worn, and it's really could ruin the statue. So just what's one of those tips? Please don't rub Greyfriars Bobby's nose. It's not going to do any good. It's not going to bring you any luck. It's certainly not bringing him any luck. Um, so please don't do that. One thing we asked about is currency, I guess, uh, because it can be quite confusing because Scotland has different banknotes than in England, so they look different. However, you can um, use English notes in Scotland and you'll find the coins are exactly the same. Now, it's generally not a problem. To be honest, these days, the use of cash, I think, is... I would always have a little bit of cash with you, but really you don't need a huge amount. So you shouldn't have a problem using uh, English banknotes in Scotland. Um, So just say that. However, if you do get some Scottish banknotes, Again, you shouldn't have a problem in England exchanging those, but if you say go back to London, people might not recognise what they are, so you might have to go to a bank. I mean, actually, they should accept them, but if if it's a problem, you're better off really spending any Scottish notes they have before you leave Scotland. I said, just remember, in Scotland, it is still pounds and pence. Yes, yes, it's still the same. It's just that they they have their own, they make their own banknotes. Yeah, I mean, but the the coins are exactly the same. So I hope that kind of explains that. One thing I just want to quickly mention, um, because it's come up a few times when we've chatted to people, 
is an itinerary consult, particularly if you're doing a driving trip around uh, the UK and, and you're going to stay in Edinburgh, you will find that finding accommodation with parking can be incredibly difficult, um, you know, in the old time or the new town. Um, so really that's something if you are, you know, if you really need some parking, then you need to make sure that you start to, you look for that when you're booking your accommodation. Yes, and the parking can be quite expensive. Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely. So, yeah, it's definitely something you've got to consider, really. Um, and, and we have got a link. Uh, have, I'll put a link to um, different accommodation options in Edinburgh with parking as well in the show notes. So if you are planning to do that drive and turn, why not? I mean, we tend to pick up a higher car in Edinburgh when we're, when we're leaving Edinburgh and then take the car from that point uh, when we tour Edinburgh uh, for Scotland. So next thing I would say is um, consider a day trip. So I think that's number 18. I've kind of lost track. <laughs> number 18 is uh, consider a day trip from Edinburgh. They've got lots of options, haven't you? You have lots and lots of options, whether you want to take a tour or go by a train um, or a bus to the local areas, down to the borders areas. There's, you, your options are unlimited. It depends what your interests are really, and what time of year you are to visit. Yes, I mean, you can do, say, you can do things by train. So this year we, we went to St Andrews for the day, uh, which was incredibly easy. Um, and I've just put together a YouTube video, which I'm going to be posting soon, which is kind of details the day and how we did it and what to expect. Um, and it was very, it was honestly very easy. It's a lovely train ride. Very easy to get in from Lucas um, train station into St. Andrews itself. That's it. And I've written some um, uh, train itineraries from Edinburgh as well. So you can take day trips where you can, how far you can get by train. Yes. And back in the day as well. Yeah, that's it. So not as well as having that article that we've got about the, the top day tours from Edinburgh and we've also got de- best day trips from Edinburgh by train with itineraries with, with that go with it so we've got we have got a lot on the website about this another place that is a favorite with us that I'm going to just quick talk about is the Kelpies um yeah because yeah, that's an easy in fact Glasgow is a very easy uh day trip oh, as well there's please. plenty of places to choose from it depends what you're interested in really it is there's something for everybody around that whole area and if you are in Edinburgh and you're just spending a few days there and that's going to be only kind of dipping your toes into Scotland and you desperately, desperately want to go to, to the Highlands um, or Loch Ness or you want to go on the, the, to the Jacobite and the, what, do all of those kind of further away things, shall we say, from Edinburgh, there are tours that you can book that will take you out for a day. It will be a very long day, but you can do that. Um, so again, I'll put a link to that because there are ways that you can incorporate those into your itinerary, even if you're going to stay in Edinburgh for a few days. It did, you know, as you say, on the theme, there's whiskey tours and day tours up to the, uh, the whiskey trail. And um, there's yeah, the heritage trains, there's yeah. castles. Oh, there's so much, so much. I mean, really, you know, I, I know people tend to, a lot of the time where we talk is put Edinburgh in for a few days and that's the first dip in the toes in Scotland. But we know, so we've talked to so many people, that after they spent those few days in, in Edinburgh, they're like, we, we can't wait to come back and explore Scotland. And I have to say, you know, we're, we're planning our trip for December, January, and uh, I'm already uh, talking about going, well, we will be going up to Scotland, but we're taking the, the Caledonian sleeper up for sure, and we'll definitely be spending some time up in Scotland. You know, it is cold, it's, it's dark, we might get snow. Uh, I mean, to me, it's absolute perfection, to be honest, having that. Just for for a short period. <laughs> it's just a magical feeling of going to sleep in England and waking up in Scotland. Oh, yeah, on the Caledonian Sleeper. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I will actually just mention, obviously, because we have got some other podcasts which may be, you know, will be kind of of interest off this one. And one of those is about the Caledonian Sleeper. We also have an episode 26, which is how to get from London to Edinburgh by train, in which it shares tips 
So there are different, you know, we have got some other podcasts which will kind of go along with this one. And we are going to have some more podcast episodes coming up about Edinburgh. We're going to do a day trip one. And I'm, I'm actually going to be talking to um, uh, somebody very soon, Cheryl, about her 36-hour itinerary for Edinburgh. Um, so they'll be coming up in the next month or two. Um, so I guess the next thing I want to say is um, don't overplan. I know that sounds crazy. I'm saying plan and book, but do give yourself some free time because you will find that you, you'll need just a bit of downtime. And then there might be something that you think, oh, I want to, really want to do that. Um, so just give yourself that time where you might just want to take a, a stroll. You want to, you might just chill out a bit. Yeah, for the reasons we've already said, the, the weather can be changeable there and it is quite tiring. Absolutely. So, yeah, just kind of give yourself the time to do a bit of a, you know, I, I always like to walk down Princess Street. I always go and do a little bit of shopping down there. Um, I think every trip I've done that. Um, and that's just that's something I enjoy doing when when we're in Edinburgh. And so the next thing I guess is um, is number 20 is not to call Scots people English. So my family is Scottish parts English. My, my um, maiden name is McConaughey. So I kind of have Scottish blood, but it's very important not to, uh, you know, to some Scots, it's really, you know, they, they there was a 45% basically vote to become independent nation in 2019, the referendum. Um, so for a lot of Scottish people, it's very important and, and, and it's a key part of their identity that they are Scottish and we should respect that. So really, they're not English. People from England are all English. People from Scotland are called Scottish. So it's really important. They have a fantastic rich cultural health heritage um and so really we need to so they're proud yes proud people absolutely absolutely i can say that as part scottish as well so and also part irish um irish scottish and and um english i've got everything um so uh, yes except welsh no i don't think i've got any welsh um ancestry but definitely english scottish and um and irish uh for both sides so um yeah so it's just something worth bearing in mind um, and I know some people get com- quite confused about that because I might use the term Brit and if I say Brit that tends to include English Welsh Scottish English from England Scotland from Scotland Welsh from Wales so I kind of think we've covered quite a lot of tips in so. there um, I think the main thing is just to take from this is to think about when you're going to go make sure that you book ahead particularly for those peak times um, so you don't kind of miss out Think about where you're going to stay. You've got the old city, new city. If you're going to be taking the train, we tend to stay very close to Waverley Station. Well, where we stay anyway um, is, you know, New York. Yeah, it's very close to the train station. So that's where we tend to stay. We say that many times now. Yeah, we have. Um, So think about, you know, getting around Edinburgh is easy. You've got the trams. You could do the hop on, hop off bus. There's plenty of tour opportunities that you can choose. There's plenty of places to eat. There's some excellent restaurants, some excellent pubs. So you've got you really are sport for choice. In fact, you're gonna you, you're gonna go and say, "Wow, I need to spend months here." So yeah, so plan carefully. And it's also very good for all budgets as well. Yes, like I said, there's three things to do when you're there as well. But like obviously, to make it more friendly to your wallet, avoid August and the kind of Christmas into New Year period of year because it, it is more expensive. I think that kind of covers everything we wanted to talk about in this episode. As I've said, we have links to different podcasts that kind of relate to this. We've also, I will put links to all of those in the show notes. Anything else that talks about the tours that we've been on, the hop on, hop off bus, you know, some of the longer tours that will take you up to Loch Ness, for example. We'll put links to those into the show notes. Um, and obviously, you know, we have got an article which um, summarizes a lot of this that we've talked about today. Yeah. Um, one thing I will add is yeah. well, 
Well, Edinburgh's uh, just the same as the rest of Scotland. The people are incredibly friendly and helpful. Yes, absolutely. Never had a problem there. Really not. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so my, uh, well, I'm going to say happy UK travel planning, which we're all going to end on. But actually, I guess we're going to say, you know, happy Edinburgh travel planning. But, um, yeah, until next week from both of us, happy UK travel planning. (laughs) Thank you.